On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got the absolute pleasure of talking with Eric and Ryan Cruz from Moves Footwear. Uh, what an amazing story. I actually bought a pair of shoes right after this podcast because I loved the story so much. I love the product so much. Uh, another Shark Tank brand um, that has been on Secrets to Scaling or e-commerce brand, which is really interesting. We've actually had a ton of people who have been on Shark Tank. Um, and uh, really, it's an incredible marketing move if you can get on. And they talk about uh, how that propelled them um, to absolute success uh, this year, and they've really scaled this year alone. Uh, really, really great guys, an amazing story, um, and uh, just some stuff that you're going to want to think about for your own brand. And uh, yeah, I really hope you guys love this one. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before on the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing, and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. All right, I am here with Eric and Ryan Cruz from Moves. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey Jordan, thanks for having us. Hey Jordan, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I say, I feel like I say this at the beginning of most of my podcast interviews because I just love the guests that we have on. Like by the time you get to me after going through the the process, like it's just the best guests ever. And we've been talking for like 15 minutes already. Yeah. Love these guys. You guys are going to like, yeah, absolutely get so much out of this. I'm going to be buying a pair right after this too. So <laughs> I really hope you guys ship up to Canada because I, I, I need, I need yeah. a pair. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your guys' uh, journey, who you are, and, and what you guys do exactly. Sure. I guess I'll kick it off. Uh, my name's Eric. I'm the older brother of about 19 months. Um, okay. 17 months. <laughs> yeah, 17 months. Uh, right out of um, undergrad, I attended grad school, um, pursued um, an MBA with a concentration in sports management. Uh, at that point, I had um, an internship with the Brooklyn Nets uh, that then transitioned to a full-time position. Uh, I also had a, a devoted passion for public relations. So I then accepted a, a public relations position with Mercedes-Benz Corporate at the North American headquarters in Montvale, where I was there for about a year and a half. And then um, I had an inflection point at like 25 where I felt um, a bit unfulfilled in corporate America. I just didn't feel like this was kind of like my destiny and my fate. So um, my brother and I have, had always, I guess, talked about beginning a business of some sort, not really knowing what it was going to be, but figuring that, you know, if I could apply execution logistics to his creative talents, um, we could really create a successful business no matter what industry we wanted to pursue. So um, given probably five years in corporate America, uh, I was just hit with the bug, right? Really right before the entrepreneurship buzzword really became um, popularized. Yeah, yeah. What, what year was that? That was probably 2016. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before like Gary Vee like really exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, a celebrity like, entrepreneur, like, yo, 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 what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, which I am certainly a victim of watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first, I, I I you know, I started on Gary Vee. That's okay. I, I totally did. Like that was yeah. my I mean, like in my like entrepreneurial journey, like I feel like we all have the Gary V phase. Yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think I think what he does and, and the positivity he projects certainly mm-hmm. Um, helps and motivates those that have paralysis by over analysis. You know, those totally, yeah. He can certainly help motivate you and push you into the right direction. Yeah, so. he speaks our language. The young, like the younger generation. Yeah. Like, don't worry about what people think. You know, f that, f this. So, yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, his, his candor is unlike anyone else, um, yeah. and I think that's helped him. You know, uh, strive to levels of success that he's achieved. Um, and him and his brother are, you know, very successful with the empty wine, selling the business and Vayner Sports. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, I know I'm not going to promote too much for Gary, but. Yeah. You know, this is the Gary uh, V podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, so, yeah. So, so, so tell me about this idea. Because when, when I saw your product, I was like, how did they come up with this idea? It's brilliant. Like, yeah. where, where did this come from? Like, where, where was the need? And, and sort of explain the product for, for people who are listening. Um, uh, online right now uh, explain the product and i mean even if you want to grab one out of yeah yeah i got one right here to show you yeah um, so i'm ryan the industrial designer um i was able to come up with a product idea through a thesis project of mine oh and cool okay the, the thought behind it was um you know we were always athletes come uh, growing up and if we weren't in our basketball shoes or our, our, our football cleats whatever we we're in socks and slides like that's what you know you wear in the locker room and just yeah. hang around so so we realized that kids weren't just wearing the locker room. They wear them everywhere. They wear them to class. They wear them, you know, to restaurants. Like there was no, really no boundaries for socks and slides. So we're like, how can we make a sock and slide look and feel, but something that looks a lot more presentable when you're outside. So, you know, we started with something that was an indoor um, product, which is just a slipper, right? It's just like this. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Very simple, uh, minimalistic slipper. It's, it's easy to get into like a slide because this thing pulls down in the back and you can kind of just slide your foot in. Um, but then we were like, okay, well, when you go outside, how do you, you know, prevent tr- tracking any dirt back inside? So then we developed the outer sole. So the outsole is something that you go, when you're ready to go outside, you can just slide into, slide your foot, press down. Oh, I love it. I love it. I don't think you guys realize, like I literally just had this, I, I've, I've got the, like the weakest bladder in the entire world. <laughs> so coming from my office, when I, when I work from my, my home office here, going inside, I go inside like 10 times a day. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to walk over grass and yeah. every single time I'm like, oh, there's gotta be a solution. <laughs> I, I can't just keep taking things on and off all day. Yeah, right. And this is amazing. Is yeah. that, like it's actually hilarious that I had that like pain this morning. I'm like, <laughs> I need it. I'm definitely gonna send you. Some yeah, we have a product for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. A bunch of different applications, but that it was designed just for something you know, quick trips outside, like you you know what you do, or taking out the trash, walking a dog, something you know, you're relaxing, you have to go outside real quick. You come back in, you you kick them off, and you go right back to relaxing without changing footwear. So great, so great. So. Let's talk about, uh, because this, this podcast really does focus around marketing, right? And we, and we focus on kind of growing, you know, how you've, how you've made this transition of growth. How was that, that experience on Shark Tank for you guys? And, and what did that do for your brand? Oh, man, so many things. I mean, it goes without saying that the Shark Tank effect is very real and palpable. 
um, it changed the complexion of our business. Um, you brought us like 10, 10 years, five, yeah, 10 years. It probably in the pushed us three to five years in, into the yeah. future. Oh, like, no, yeah. without, without question. Um, and did, you know, were you guys ready for it? Like, like, did you have inventory? Like, were, were you ready for that? Or was it just like, boom, we're sold out? <laughs> yeah, we, we had inventory, yeah. but we didn't have enough inventory. Yeah, no. No, um, I mean, we were we were in in a precarious situation where COVID was um, kind of like ramped at its full tilt in the U.S. Um, and our manufacturing takes place overseas, yeah. so their factory was also closed. So we were going to experience delays in terms of supply chain. Uh, so you know, we had our challenges kind of presented to us way before um, you know our air date. And we tried our best to kind of minimize the risk, but you know, there's only so much you can do as the great unknown with this pandemic, as a lot of people learn is just, we didn't really understand or know how far the bottom was, mm. um, you know? So we try to over communicate with those that were purchasing on their website and through emailing that, you know, a lot of, a lot of the circumstances were out of our immediate control and, you know, we we're going to do our best to fast track production, but there's only really so much that you really can do. So there was a position where we were, going in half days for two, almost three weeks, packaging and processing orders ourselves. And we only had, not only, I mean, we had two, over 2000 units here um, in a warehouse. Yeah. But, but for Shark had, Tank, that's, it's not that's probably not going to do. <laughs> it's nothing, you know, you know, it's like, know. and it's hard to, oh, it's really hard to estimate consumer reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you want to, you know, over promise and, and have a warehouse full of inventory that you don't move because, you know, the market doesn't validate you. So they're not yeah. going to purchase. At the same time, you know, you want to have enough, but we were, we were in such a precarious situation where, you know, a lot, again, a lot of it was out of our immediate control, but thankfully, um, as of last week or 10 days now, um, a container of over 5,000 units arrived to Woodward Warehouses. We have a warehouse in, in Los Angeles and one in um, New Jersey. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, cool. And we're processing and packaging men's orders exclusively. Um, and as of Tuesday morning, our women's container left the port and is destined for LA um, in about three weeks. Okay, nice, nice. So, oh, that's gonna be huge. Really, yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we're so excited about that. Um, customs is, or really the, the port, this oversaturation at the ports um, is becoming, I guess, a bit more complicated as the economy's reopening. Yeah. People are just shipping and exporting and importing. Um, Same but, issue in Canada, just so you guys know. Yeah, it's, you know, it's around yeah. the world. So this is kind of where having a, a really experienced freight forwarder um, can really help you navigate through this process as, you know, early entrepreneurs, we don't really have uh, the bandwidth or the know-how um, to clear customs timely and to- Totally, yeah. Take the merge cost. So you'd certainly, you know, as freight is expensive, you don't want to shortchange that importance because without the product- can't really sell anything. Yeah, 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 totally. There's a cost to that, right? To that, that sitting in port and not having. Oh yeah, in. yeah. It's, it's it's considered a demerge cost, and and I mean they can cost you up to ten thousand dollars depending on duration. We've experienced something limited to that, um, but it's a it's a complete nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know I would advise anyone who's listening, who's who's an entrepreneur, is importing uh, goods of, from any country, uh, to really do your research on your freight for make sure that they're experienced in customs clearances. Um, and just, you know, make the introduction to the warehouse that everyone's on the same page. Communication's king um, now more than ever. So to make sure that everyone uh, is kind of charging on the same direction, uh, really help you grow and scale and really focus on the important things. Cool. Cool. That's great. So for you guys right now, what are those important things? Like what, what is going to take you guys to that sort of next level, right? Because you guys have, you know, ex- absolutely exploded. What's mm-hmm. going to take you to that sort of next level? 
So we feel like, um, you know, being on Shark Tank also helped us open up those women molds. So being able to open up the women sector and be able to offer, you know, size smaller sizes is going to help us grow because, you know, we're going to be able available for more people. Totally. Um, at the beginning, we're only available not uh, men's nine through thirteen. So even guys that were size eight were like, "Hey, man, what's what's going on?" You know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to get them their pairs is going to help out a lot. Um, we just partnered up with a digital ad agency that's going to help us run our ads and get them in front of people's eyes, and that's that's huge. Awesome. Uh, partnered up with an email marketing agency that's going to help us, you know, get our story across and and keep in communication with our with our customers. Um, yeah, and this one would be it would be earned. Like this yeah. podcast that we're doing today. Totally, totally. And so I guess our forecast and how we can continue to grow and scale is a three-pronged approach, paid, earned, and email marketing. Yeah, awesome. Um, two of those we have figured out, thankfully, but you know, you also want to take your time and not rush to a decision. You know, vet the agencies as best you can, compare them um, to the agency portfolios and, 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 and don't hesitate to request case studies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or even, or even uh, request uh, some references right from yeah. too, right? Like they'll, they'll totally give references. Um, if, if they're a good agency, they'll have people on, on deck that are like, yeah, yeah. yeah this guy loves to give us references. And yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. important. So, you know, for again, advice for entrepreneurs who are listening, not to feel too pressured into signing with the first agency you talk with. Um, there are so many out there. Um, so do your best to kind of figure out what agency best suits your industry. You know, we are in the consumer goods sector, which is massive. So to concentrate on, we want, you know, a dedicated agency who has experience in footwear. Yeah. Um, totally. you know, marketing campaign manager or an account executive, account director rather, that has um, experience in growing and scaling footwear in particular. Totally. You know, it really makes sense and help translate. So you'll, you'll see how, how well that affects the bottom line of your business. Yeah. Well, I'm sad you didn't find us, guys. <laughs> this, yeah. is bread, this is our bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. we're super thankful for the opportunity. You know, we, we enjoy the podcast and telling our story as well as providing insight um, and feedback to those that are listening. Cause it's entrepreneurship, you know, to your point is, is, is an isolated journey. You know, yeah. it's, it can be lonely at times. It's super demanding. You have to make the sacrifice and commit to it each and every day. That's totally that's that, you know, has resonated with us more so that now than more, more than ever. Yeah, and it's good yeah. to know you're still alone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, guys, I, um, uh, to that loneliness sort of, of, of the entrepreneurial journey, um, we definitely like have seen that, especially in the e-com world, right? Because it's, it's such a new world and there aren't those sort of mentors that you can really look to, right? Because it's just such a, like, it, it's such a short, um, it, it's had such a short lifespan, yeah. um, so far. So there's not like all of these people out there that you can go ahead and look to. So we've actually developed, and this is a bit of a, a plug for this here. Um, we're, we're actually launching. Hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. Uh, it's starting out as a free mastermind. 
okay. um, uh, for e-commerce store owners because we know how lonely it is and how people just don't know what they don't know, right? Oh, right, right, right. Um, even like no matter what sort of scale you're at, like the, the people that we've already had applying for this are all like eight figure stores wow. who, who realize how much it impacts you to have a community. Um, so for you, for you guys, especially, I mean, I'd love to have you guys in there. That would be yeah. absolutely unreal. And then for people who are listening to like, we, I'd love for you guys to at least apply uh, mindfulmarketing.co slash mastermind, because um, I really feel like it's, it's one of those missing pieces that if you don't have that strong community around you and you don't know um, what, what is actually working. Um, I, I've been a part of some big Facebook groups and stuff. And, and the, the issue is that there's a lot of people who are just starting, right? And so they seem to suck up all of that time. Mm -hmm. um, so that's not something we want. Anyway, I, I, I'm totally digressing here. I'm just so pumped <laughs> about this, this opportunity for people to learn from each other and from brands that are like way, way beyond that sort of level. Yeah, um, yeah. we're to get involved. We'd love to. Yeah, sure. that's, that's super cool. One, one aspect that we learned really early on is, um, you know, not understating the learning curve. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. There is a serious learning curve that's necessary to be understood and appreciated um, across every industry and business. So, you know, realizing there's a lot that you don't know, uh, to your point, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So be aware and perspective enough to understand that you really can't rely on your previous experiences. You need to kind of branch out and speak to those that have, gone through this journey or are similar, you know, are in similar paths with you so that you can kind of learn and bounce ideas off each other because totally. you can't rely on you know, the limited experience and the knowledge that you have without communicating those that have done, have gone through it before. Yeah, totally. And to that end, I think that being generous with what you've learned is really important um, for the next stage. Like there is so much, we, we talk about this with agencies all the time, right? That like, we'll tell, I'll, I consult with agencies often because um, Facebook ads for physical products are very hard to run to be successful, right? So we do consulting with other agencies all the time. And they're like, well, aren't you worried that we're going to like take your business? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's like, there's so much out there. So think of, for, for you guys in the e-com space and people who are listening, just remember there is so much business out there and you will only be more successful by passing on what you've learned to people. Right. Sure. Like, don't worry. People aren't going to steal. And if they steal your little secret, you can feel good about that. Right. Yeah. You can feel good and be like, that was my thing. I'm yeah. so glad you guys are successful with it. Yeah. It always comes back in some form. It totally does. Totally does. Guys, if you could go back to when you first started this, what would you do differently or what would you change? Yeah. I'd say, okay. yeah. One of my points was, um, just like everyone, when they first start a brand, they think, okay, I'm going to make this thing. I'm going to get it in the hands of this celebrity, that influencer, and it's going to blow up. It's, yeah. just, it's just not how it works in reality. Um, you know, so in the beginning, we, that's, what, that's the, pretty much the route we, we went after. We were trying to you know, connect with influencers and, and you know, celebrities and you know, just pretty much do whatever we could for them so that they could reciprocate by you know, posting or you know, doing what what yep. we actually do and and they did you know at, at to an extent but if you know even even when they did do it it wasn't like the return was oh my god like yeah exponential yeah we got, <laughs> got him to post now we got all these sales it's it doesn't work like that you so you have to focus on getting your product in, in front of the people's eyes that really would care about your product and then making them the people that 
you shout out or you talk about, you know, we show their testimonials because they're your real fans. Find your niche, find the person that would love your product and go after them. Don't try to go after these influencers that have a bunch of followers because it just doesn't help. It just doesn't add up. Yeah. It's good. Really good advice. Yeah. I think, you know, to that point also have like a long-term strategy in play and not worry about the short-term success of it. Cause a lot of times you'll find short-term success uh, doesn't really last long. There's no sustainability there. But yeah. when you concentrate on establishing long-term relationships with agencies or, you know, we're not, we're certainly not discrediting influencers as a whole, but you know, you don't, you don't want to make that the primary focus of your marketing efforts. That should just more be of a complimentary piece yeah. rather than the brand strategy. Don't so, try to everybody and, and attack the masses. Just find who you, who you want as your customer and just keep going after them. And if, yeah. you know, if your product is worth it, they'll find you. Cause I, I heard one time there is riches in niches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Yeah. And that's yeah. very, it's very true. Very accurate. Yeah. Um, one, uh, just to, to go off of a conversation I had this week, I, I got to, a chance to chat with the CMO at, um, movement watches. Oh, okay. And, cool. Yeah. Which is like super cool. Like massive company, right? Like I'm sure I think that there's somewhere like around the hundred million dollar mark right now. Um, just incredible. I, I can't say enough good things, but what him and I were chatting about is like in, in this sort of question of like, what would you do differently? He said he, focus on performance first, right? Performance marketing first. So like yeah. the, the whole paid ads and that's, and that's what you build on. You guys already have the brand, but I feel like the influencer piece actually comes after you've built, you need to have sales before you do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's more up a little bit higher in that sort of brand branding kind of piece, because I don't think that that's that, that influencer marketing these days is performance marketing. It's, it's more on the branding side. In yeah, yeah. It's complimentary. Again, it's complimentary. It shouldn't be the focus of your marketing efforts mm-hmm. by any means. Yeah. Like, you have to create, but you know, the move, the movement um, conversation is, is interesting only because when you're a startup, you really don't have too much money to invest in an agency. So you have to get creative. Yes. Yes, totally. That's where, um, paid ads is in, is very important if you have a really digitally creative like production ca- co-founder or team. Yeah, which they did. Like they they just hit the nail on the head with everything that they did, right? Yeah. And they just had it in this incredible team somehow that came together to to make them into what they are now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very inspiring, right? Because I feel like for you guys, like I'm looking at your brand, thinking like, oh, that's you guys. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys could be there. I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have you on the podcast if I didn't think that. So <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, guys, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody. What is your secret to scaling? Our secret to scaling for me is always kind of remaining authentic, you know, never coming off this authentic or disingenuous, you know, you'll never see, um, our posts like in front of a Lamborghini or, you know, having really luxury, luxurious goods. It's not who we are as, as individuals and not what we want to communicate to the masses because not everybody um, has disposable income, you know, and, and I, I don't feel like that's uh, a real reflection of who we are and, and, and how we visualize where we see our product being worn by consumers. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has to drive a hundred thousand dollar car. You know, this, this product, this, this brand is, is for the masses. It, it should be seen, um, you know, almost as ubiquitous. It's, it's for everybody. We're inclusive. We're not it totally is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's really important because that plays into, you know, the production elements, your digital assets, your copy, uh, how you're communicating and your emails to customers. I mean, it really sets a tone for the brand and direction. So, um, 
you know, just remaining authentic, remembering who you are, uh, reflecting back to your journey, your hardships will keep you grounded. Um, all that's really important. Yeah, and I think I think relationship and relationship building is, is super important. So the people that you do bring on your team and to help uh, scale the business is going to be a huge part of how you grow because, you know, it depends on how you work with people and the, finding the best of the best to work with is, is, is really important. So that's yeah. what we try to do all the time. Yeah. To that point, just try your best, you know, as, as a CEO, I try to identify strengths rather than isolate weaknesses. Mm. So, um, you know, I'll continue building on your strength and I'll, I'll, what I, what I would try, what I was trying to do really early on was kind of protect Ron and our team from distractions. I identified the strength and I was able to uh, be very malleable and, and learn the finance side of the business, maybe the money raising side. Uh, logistics, execution, warehousing, just so that I can isolate the strength, I can have them kind of cultivate, create, and then I would worry about the nuances. Um, you know, they're equally as important, but you know, if you're, if you can be um, very responsible and effective in a lot of different areas, that's probably best suited for you to, you know, maybe become the CEO and, and take on the hardships and uh, the painstaking work that not, like isn't attractive and isn't fun, but is necessary. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Guys, we're going to move on to our lightning round here. It's not okay. going to be super lightning, okay? Yeah, okay. Good. Um, I was nervous. Um, what is your favorite tool or app that you guys are using right now? Mm, uh, well, Shopify <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. None of us would be here without Shopify. Yeah. They're outstanding. Um, they just keep getting better, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they've made tremendous strides in the past three to five years. Oh, uh, it's, certainly, it's certainly been, uh, certainly take, taken notice of it. Um, but Shopify is probably my favorite go-to. I'm, I'm on it every day. There's not one day that I don't check it. Um, it's just because there's so many consumer, you know, re engagements, reactions happening, products, marketing. Totally. Um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably my, I probably stole yours though. No, I mean, I, I'm really uh, into Basecamp right now. Basecamp is. Oh, Basecamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camp was, you know, um, so Basecamp something that, you know, it's a collaborative platform that I'm able to upload all of our creative digital assets um, and we're able to talk about them, write notes. I can notify people when I upload things. Cool. Uh, just, it's real easy to organize it and something that, you know, if, say, if how we're working with a digital ad agency, so we put all of our assets on that. But if, if someone else wants to log in and, and, and take some things like our, our social media coordinator or our email marketer, they can just go in there and grab this stuff too. So, yeah. and you know, read the conversations if they need to. So it's, it's a really great collaborative platform. Yeah. Slack as well. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to Slack. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I would be doing. I would be stuck in, in swimming through emails. Yeah. You know, all the time. Job and kind of funneling, you know, different threads into one, um, really easy to interact with and you can send emojis and it doesn't have to be all verbal communication. It, it could be, you know, at asset exchanges or, you know, again, simplified conversations rather than having a complete, you know, sentences. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, Slack, just so everyone knows, Slack is kind of what we're building our mastermind on. So okay. uh, if you like Slack, <laughs> I, got a, <laughs> I have a platform for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, oh, favorite podcast. Mm, besides this one? Yeah, but I mean, of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's the answer that everyone needs to give. <laughs> um, I've been following NPR for a while. I listened to their radio station. They have a really great podcast called How I Built This. Um, that one I've been following since uh, four years, three, four years from now. Um, I don't know if you know that the, the joke on this podcast is that 
everybody says their favorite podcast is how I built this. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> I wasn't aware, man, but. No, I know exactly. That's why I was like, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? I think you're just attracting a lot of the like equal-mindedness individuals I, or entrepreneurs. I think that's exactly it, right? It's like, I, that's, I, I've thought about this. Like, why does everybody love that so much? Well, we all want to hear these stories of brands that started like where we did. And yeah. are now like Chip Wilson, you know, like right. it's, it's super, super inspiring. By the way, if anybody knows Chip, I've been trying to get a hold of him. You know, he only lives an hour away from me. I just want a coffee. That's all. That's all. <laughs> You'll pay for it. Dude. I'll pay. I'll, I mean, he doesn't need the money. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you something else. I'll tell you a good joke or something, Chip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for that, for that kind of stuff too, we, uh, we were just on beyond the brand podcast and they, you know, they talk about you know, the brand stories of people. And so that's a really good one to check out. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, brand. From, uh, from New Jersey, um, you know, dedicated to kind of building and growing and scaling their podcast and uh, two good guys. Yeah, sure. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. I'll, I'll check that one out as well. Uh, how about a founder that you guys look up to? Ooh, Elon. <laughs> Elon's great. Yeah. Elon. I, mean, I mean, he's not associated, you know, in the consumer good space necessarily, uh, but just like, his thought process and what he's what he's able to achieve every day i think is a lot of people don't even know which is still like outstanding to me is they don't even know like who elon is some people are just like unaware and it's like doesn't make sense to me how do you yeah. not know who this guy is and he's like a big like elon's like a bigger than life character you know like he's like the like tony stark of this world really is why i think wasn't he was didn't didn't they base some of the character on elon musk they didn't they should i don't know but he is our iron man he's a real life iron man I guess. yeah yeah and the things that he's doing in this world right like are i think that you get to this point and um do you guys know mike mckellowitz i don't think so uh profit first um anyway awesome, awesome dude look up mike mckellowitz amazing okay. guy he was actually one of my one of my podcast guests at one point uh because i'm just a huge fanboy of his mm -hmm. and uh and he recently had a book um called oh, what's it called fix fix this next i believe it's something like that anyway read it uh and he talks about in this entrepreneurial journey how we go from um he talks about it in the hierarchy of needs mm -hmm. right and so you go from from the the first need is sales right your first need is just sales and fulfillment and that's all that, like a lot of people get stuck in right is in the sales and fulfillment oh, okay good now we're making money and there's all these other sort of uh things along the way but at the end of it, what it comes to is what is your legacy that you're leaving as a business, right? right. And Elon is there. Like, oh, who, yeah. he doesn't care about making another dollar. What does he care? Like, once you make, like, that, that kind of money, what, what is it? That doesn't matter anymore, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just a game. Like, that's, it doesn't even exist, the money, anyway. Right. Right? But for him, he's leaving this legacy in the world, which is amazing. So for people listening, like, think about that eventually. Like, what is the legacy that you're going to leave like I think about it all the time I'm like what what am I doing it's there's a point of money that you make that it just doesn't matter anymore right, right. that and that is no longer your focus right that's right. The, that's more like um it's more like a game right you're like oh great okay yeah we made this money like it doesn't really change my life right right yeah because these are experience of life-changing money already yeah oh yeah 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 absolutely and i'm sure his yeah his life isn't going to change anymore with another billion without impact one of the founders that i i really gravitate towards is the late great nipsey hustle okay he founded all, all money in and he founded the marathon clothing store so he's actually a rapper 
but okay, cool, cool. very entrepreneurial and he, he just believes all about um, being, believes in ownership, vertically integrated. And just when he puts his stuff out, it's about what's going to, what he, what is the legacy that he is leaving behind? So he's showing people and in, in the music industry that you don't need these big labels. You can do things independently, mm. you, you know, distribute. Yeah. So, so if you, if, if any of you guys interested in looking into his story, I think it's, it's beneficial for sure. Cool guys. This is a great, great conversation. I really appreciate you both. Um, I don't know. This was just awesome. Where can people find out more about you? So you can find us at uh, moves.co, moves.co, M-U-V-E-Z, um, online. That's our website. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, moves. Um, find us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and also Twitter. So cool. we're on all the platforms. So if you want to drop us a line, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Cool, guys. Uh, this was an amazing interview. People are going to get a ton out of this. Really, really appreciate your time. Thank yeah. you so much for having us. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.